Quantum Alchemy Radio, where a new perspective is a new reality. One slight shift. Imagine if one slight shift in perception can cause our perspective to become a new reality. Why not you? Why not now? Join us. Greetings, everyone. This is Anya your host for Quantum Alchemy Radio. So happy that you're here, whether you're listening live or you're listening when it's convenient for you through the archives. Welcome. So excited to be doing this show with you. Today the show is about the best tips on how to negotiate difficult relationships. Again, the best tips on how to negotiate difficult relationships. So just a little bit of logistics here. In these five segments to the show, in the first segment, the co-host and I are just going to dialogue around the topic. And then about 15 minutes in, we're going to open up the lines. So let's check in. Ruth, are you here? Hi. Yes, I am, Anya. Awesome. I know you were here earlier. We were chatting. Actually, we were doing a lot of laughing. But in this day and age of technology, anything can happen. You can get bumped. So you're here. Awesome, Ruth. Relating and communicating is across the board what we do as human beings with each other, no matter what the role we're in. It could be a teenage son or your boss or, you know, someone that you're doing business with in a retail environment, communicating and relating, something very dear to my heart because it's it's what all of us do. So, folks, I would invite you to, you know, grab a piece of paper and a pen. As a matter of fact, if you turn out that you become a, a listener that's listening to every show, you might even want to grab a journal that's dedicated for the show because I will impart with you all kinds of tips, tools, and techniques that you can begin to apply in your own life and in your own relationships that will go along, you know, throughout every week. I will be doing that. So, Ruth, where are you today? How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm here in the UK, and it's been a gorgeous day here. And I'd just like to point out how many uh, how many listeners we, we've we've gathered over the over the. You've only been going for three weeks. This is as you said, show number four, and we've had over seven hundred listeners so far, right up to this minute. And you know, every hour there's a few more listeners on the Blog Talk Radio uh, website. And so far, we've got listeners from France, from Spain, from the UK. From, from London in the UK and Oxford and Scotland, including Findhorn. Uh, in the USA, we've got people from East Coast to West Coast. We've got people from San Francisco, Chicago, Colorado, Florida, uh, Georgia, New York, New Hampshire, many, oh. many people from the USA. New Zealand, we've got people listening in now. Canada, people listening in. Australia, we were having a laugh with accents, <laughs> weren't we, on you, just before we came on the call. Wouldn't it be cool if I could actually do this around every every country in that country's accent? But I can't I can't do them all yet. But I'll have a go at Australia. <laughs> We've got people <laughs> in Australia in in Perth and other parts of Australia, and uh, people in Germany. You know, so we really are international. It's it's really cool. People from everywhere. Yes, yes, it's um. Yes, yes, we are international, Ruth, and in in the human family, if you will, you know, we're really just one big old human family spaced out through this entire planet, and there are just certain things that we have, and relationships um, and negotiating, you know, what I what I call you know, difficult relationships is also a, a part of life. I actually see it, Ruth, as a a growing edge part of life. So 
if a, if a relationship is appearing to be difficult for you, it's really calling love to come into the relationship. Just making that statement. You kind of broke up a little bit there, Anya. It was quite difficult to hear you. There's, there's some bad oh, interference okay. today, folks. So we're going to work right. behind the scenes right. to see if we can fix that. Definitely before okay. we get to the live coaching. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll repeat, repeat that. So, sure, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, or the new, the new now version in this new now moment. Um, <laughs> so when I think about... <laughs> when I think about um, difficult relationships, and negotiating difficult relationships, I really see them, whether it's for myself or other people, I, I really see it as it filling you up to become different in the relationship. Ask you in the relationship. So let's say mm, you have a boss that's micromanaging or... Let's say you're a teenager and you're being micro-parented. <laughs> you know, it's all the same thing. In other words, <clears throat> excuse me, you're feeling the pressure of someone over you. So you start to be uncomfortable with that and, and you're saying things back off or body language without saying a word. And the person who is relating with you, imposing on you, is going to feel that from you. And there you have the dynamics of where it becomes difficult to flow and relate back and forth. So the first thing that I would say, Ruth, is, well, the first first is, first of all, recognize you are being asked to be different in the relationship if it's difficult. And the next thing would be don't engage at the level being engaged. Let's put it that way. Don't engage at the level you're being engaged. In other words, if the person gets sarcastic or the tonality goes up or they start to get that glare either in their voice or in their eyes, you don't engage. That doesn't mean you leave the room or hang up. It just means that you take a few moments to become centered within yourself by putting your attention on your breath. That doesn't mean you're going to go, you know, because that could incite the other person. So you just don't engage with them until you are fully engaged self within because in that space something can then become different in that moment in the relationship so simply the best way to remember it is don't engage and so languaging around that <clears throat> if it continues language around that might sound can we just take a moment and let things just settle and then we'll come back in. So the most important thing here is about creating the space for something to become different. And in most cases, you will be the one that becomes different just by creating that space. So let me stop at this point, Ruth, and, and jump in with you. Any any questions about that so far? You can actually stand for the listener in this. This is this is uh, this is fantastic so far. But I wondered if you had a tip. I think it's emotions, Anya. Certainly for me, it's it's emotions that cause me to react to somebody the way they are trying to pull pull me into it. So with your right. with your second tip, I should say, don't engage at the level you are being engaged. Do you have a tip for people to maybe stop the automatic knee-jerk reaction so that you can create that space and, and react, respond differently? Yes. Basically, Ruth, that boils down to, to what I just said, but I'll expound on it a little bit more. Your breath is your best friend 
in any situation. Your breath is your best friend because paying attention, putting your attention on your breathing is going to keep you within yourself and not have you projecting outside on the other person. So in terms of emotions, and we we all have emotions that surge up in our system, what are you talking about? I didn't say that. We all have emotions. The, the second it starts, if you continue, it's going to rise even more within you, and it's going to incite it within the other. So the moment you catch yourself and you feel the surge coming up and you feel you know, the words starting to become something different and more energy is rising, inhale mm. and stop and stop and just only pay attention to your breath. You can still be in front of the person. Stop and pay attention to the breath because the emotion is energy in motion. And, and as we all are become to know even more. Science is proving it even more. We are energy. Everything is energy. And that energy just wants to move. And if you move with it in an escalated way, you know, that's where things escalate. So breathe, attention to your breath, and the emotion or the energy should begin to lessen and to relax, and then you can go back in and say, you know, I, I can't meet you at this level. We're going to go nowhere. Can we come back at this in five minutes? So, yes, Ruth, no matter what it is, it's, it, I, it'll always come back to the breath for me. Actually, almost in everything. If there, if, mm. if there was one, one, one word piece of, you know, guiding advice, you know, from all the years of working with people in very many ways, it would be breathe, breathe. Because what happens also, too, Ruth, have you ever spoken with someone and they, their voice is getting very high and they start to talk really faster and, you know, that's the anxiety. And when that type of talking happens, mm-hmm. it's because they're not breathing. Their Their breath is probably only going down to about you know, the beginning of their neck. It's not coming all the way down into the lungs, all the way down into the belly. So there's there's less of them available to be connected with you. Does that make sense, Ruth? It does. And I, as you're speaking, I find myself breathing more deeply, just automatically as, as we're talking about it. I just want mm-hmm. to quickly uh, say to, to uh, listen, the listeners, Anya, you are still breaking up a little bit. You're drifting in and out. And just to let people know we are working on it behind the scenes, so we'll, we'll try and have that fixed as quickly as possible for people. Well, so it'll be interesting then when we move out into, um, are there any callers, Ruth, on the line? There's one so far, but folks, I mean, Anya is, it's a great reminder, Anya will be offering live coaching right after this first uh, promo. Anya will be doing live coaching on uh, any aspect to do with relationships, especially difficult relationships, so do start calling in. The coaching line is now closed. Great. So let's move into the promo, Ruth, and then we'll get right into live laser quantum alchemy coaching, listening for the shift, is, which will in turn change that person's reality around the topic. Awesome. If you are really ready for a quantum leap in your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, or relationally, visit AnyaSophiaMan.com. Visionary Intuitive, Coaching, and Consultant. AnyaSophiaMan.com. I'll see you there. Are you ready? Hi, this is Anya. Ruth, I just want to check back in. Am I still broken up? You is, sound is quite clear now. Okay, you so let's open it up. Now. 
let's open it up to the caller. And, and if I am broken up with the caller, I'm going to switch to a different phone. So let's check in. Who's on the call? This is Anya. Do you have a number there, Ruth, for the last four digits of the phone number so they know who? Sure. The last four digits are 7292. 7292. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. This is Anya. How are you doing? Hi, Tanya. How are you doing? Who is this? Uh, This is Mabel. Um, Can you spell that? M? M M-A-B-E-L. Okay, Mabel. Where are you? Where are you located? I am in Dallas, Texas. Ah, okay. <laughs> Mabel, did you call in before? I called uh, one time when the, the other um, the other host was speaking, and uh, I got incredible results, and she asked me to call back um, to Great. follow up. Yes. Great. And Mabel, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Oh, okay, because um, Ruth, the co-host, was saying it was broken up a little bit, so I just wanted to check in with you. So you called in on another show, is that correct? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, and do you want to share with the listeners uh, what that was like for you and what has happened as a result of of what went on, just fill the listeners in a little bit. That would be awesome. Sure. What happened, I was dealing with a situation of somebody who was stalking me, and I couldn't move forward because I was frozen, and I felt like I couldn't be myself. Mm. And she just did a simple meditation, and I could immediately uh, after, I, I felt, and I told her I felt like I was in a state of, being in um, a hypnotic state. It seems like she woke me up during the uh, the the um, during the meditation. She guided me through. I was like, oh my god! I felt so awakened. It was amazing. And then after I hung up the phone, I saw myself in the mirror. I was almost glowing. Mm-hmm. I could see myself almost glowing from inside, and I was so so happy. <laughs> that was the awesome experience I had with that particular event. Great. And so what's been the what has the week been like like in terms of the shift that you experienced? Uh it has helped me to become empowered and not to be afraid of this individual any longer and to be aware of um any type of hypnotic state or trance that I might be mm-hmm. being victimized. Or without me knowing, because this individual knows about um, other things, and I'm not going to give any power to that, but when some people have knowledge, they can misuse it. And so that's exactly mm-hmm. what this individual has been doing uh, since I decided not to go uh, and update him. Right. Excellent. Yes. Awesome yes. news. Awesome news. And and Mabel, thank you so much for calling back in and sharing that. That's that's really important and helpful for the listeners, you know, as we build a reputation with this show and and as I call it, you know, we become contagious and in a really good way we become contagious. And as things come up in people's lives, they don't hesitate to just go ahead and call in. So, um, is there anything that you want to Call in about today as we wait for other listeners. Yes, yes, yes. I would love to use this opportunity, uh, and I'm very grateful for shows like that. And I would encourage any listener who have any kind of uh, situation going on, if they want to feel empowered, to have this opportunity to to uh, listen because just listening you learn so much what she was saying uh with you about the emotions i mean i was like my god don't engage don't and i was writing that part when she said don't engage because that's the problem that um i mean that's the issue that i've been dealing with the emotion the emotional part of me which is very defeating and the responsive aspect of of um Especially when you're abused or you have been running these patterns from childhood, it's not. It's hard not to be take it personally, you know, because you're engaged. Right. You're already right. in high alert. 
Right. So that's what right. I would like to work on because um, that will be very helpful to once that I lost the power. Is when I get mad, that's when everything becomes unclear, and I like right. to be able to be in control more of my emotions. Yes. So may I come in with another tip, um, Mabel? That that has really been supportive for a lot of people. Yes, please. Yes. So when the emotion begins to rise, whether you're thinking about the person, place, or situation, or you're actually in it or with them, to have had some point of reference in your body to a calmer, more relaxed state will be really helpful. And what I mean by that is, If you bring into your life a daily practice, whether it's just sitting, eyes closed for three minutes, or sitting in, you know, front of a picture of your your favorite animal or your children or anything that causes you to feel relaxed and feel good, and let the body relax so that you know consciously you are plugged into what a relaxed state feels like. Now, Mabel, you still can have a busy mind, you know, chatter, 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 and the body, yes, the body can relax around that. So what you want to do is give that a number. Let's call it three, okay? And so the reason I'm using three is it's giving you space to relax more. Ah, now it's a two. And taking a deep breath and relax even deeper. And it's a one. So that's why I gave you, you know, three, two, one. So you want to know the body's feeling of relaxation at a three, at a two, at a one. Now, as you go out in the world, let's say you're going to the shopping mall and you're with your boyfriend. And he's like, come on, let's get going. What do you mean? You know, and you can feel your emotions starting to rise. You want to be able to have that set point of three, two, one. Let's say you were a three at the mall. You want to know when it starts rising. And within you, you're like, ooh, I I, I can feel myself getting agitated. And he's already agitated. But he may be unaware of that. So rather than you saying, what are you you aggravated about? You only pay attention, Mabel, to you. And like, oh, wow, my my agitation's rising to about a five. So you need to do something. And you can do it while you're walking or, or suggest having a cup of tea or whatever to bring yourself back to a familiar state like three, two, or one in relaxation. So in other words, you are becoming, you're, you're almost stepping a little bit into self-mastery, Mabel, where you're learning to master, and I say that in a very positive way, master not as in power over, but you become, the, the body is not running you. You are present to the body and your emotions, and you're awake, alert, aware, relaxed enough, conscious enough to stop yourself as things begin to rise before they get to the escalation point. So what did, if you would repeat back, Mabel, your version of what you just heard me say and whether or not you resonate to it. Um, that's, uh, that's not, uh, I, I definitely understand the gauging between one to three and when I start becoming aware, just yes. being aware of how I'm feeling and yes. instead of responding, that's when it becomes like when I become more aware of not going forward with the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that's not the problem at all, but what about it? This is like, um, this is something that you've been carrying on due to, like, um, a trauma, emotional trauma. It's not so easy. 
Okay. Yes, I understand what you're saying. And um, I just want to say, I want to come in with a disclaimer. I am not a therapist. So I'm coming in from the place of someone who has worked in in the field coaching. And coaching is a little bit of human development. Coming in from... And so my table around that is when we have that in our system, in order to respect, if you will, to where it came from, you know, in abuse or trauma, when there's upset or, or discord or turmoil in the system, I'm going to go back to the same thing, Mabel, the breath. If you used your breath as a daily practice, for example, Imagine waves coming up to the shore. It only kisses it. It just comes up, kisses the shoreline, and recedes back into the ocean. What if you found a patch of that shoreline, let's make it rocky, and that was your past history? You just noticed it. You just noticed it. My past history and you let that, your awareness, we're going to call it the ocean wave right now, Mabel. You bring your awareness like it was an ocean wave. You let it come up onto the shoreline, come up onto the rocks, and it recedes back. In other words, you're only briefly touching it. Mm, I like that. Absolutely. Yes. I love the visual. Yes. My God. It's just yes. like you, you're still yes. not being on the, on the, you're still on the observation mode through the awareness right. of the yes. breathing. Oh, I yes. love that. That's no. very good. Now I'm going to bring you a little bit deeper. Okay. Thank you. You are that expanded oceanic consciousness. You are that expanded deep oceanic consciousness and you are bringing your attention like a ocean wave coming up onto the shore and onto those rocks visits it for a moment, recedes back into the expansion and the depth of who you really are. Now, how does the trauma look? Very small. Yeah, not so big. Not so yeah. big. And that's in all, in, in all due respect to your life experiences, the, the point I'm making with you, Mabel, before I scoot on to the next caller is... When we feel small and constricted and, ooh, contracted and anxious, it's because we think we are those rocks. We we think we are that trauma. When we are oh my way in that. Right. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> you and know, so, I was thinking about it. I, I heard before you're not, the thought, you're not the pain, you're not the body, or anything else, but the more I'm kind of like thinking, even this pain. Yeah, but that's a mental thing. Yes. Yes. So so when you feel contracted, small again, probably trauma, and you're those power rocks, what you want to do is shift your perspective by going back stepping back and getting a wider view because that's who you really are. Yes, it makes sense. I really appreciate it for your tip. It's very useful and I'm interested to use it. Wonderful. And so, Mabel, and I would say to you, Mabel, and I would say to all the listeners out there, you know, the the tools, tips, and techniques and the information that that is being imparted here for... She's the one in everyone right now. All to you, but it's only an application by all of you. You know, get out your journals, write down what you're hearing, because you don't know what's coming later this afternoon, and have these, 
you know, have these tips, tools, and techniques in your toolbox. So, Mabel, I'm going to move forward, come in with a promo, and then we're going to open up the line for the next caller. Keep us posted on how you're doing, Mabel, and thank you for your contribution and your shift. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very grateful. You're welcome. So, um, Ruth, shall we open up and go out and see if there's another caller who wants to jump in? Sure. The next person on the line, uh, the last four digits of your phone number are 6274. So 6274, you're the next person up for live quantum alchemy coaching with Anya. Hi, this is Anya. We'll come back in on that, Ruth. Um, Sure. Let's move. Sure. Let's move to, Ruth, what is some of the material that um, we want to chat a little bit about today that just, you know, can give people even more relating, in particular, how to relate in difficult relationships? Well, uh, one of the things we had lined up was an article that you wrote on Life Coaching Magazine about up-languaging. Uh, a power, the article is called Up Language, a Powerful Coaching Tool, and that was written by Anya, and it's in the Everyday Life Coaching section on lifecoachingmagazine.net. So, mm. up languaging, Anya, do you want to say a little bit about the role of up languaging in difficult relationships? Um, well, the word can be missed. Um, Ruth actually um, up-languaging in, in the case of about difficult relationship. It's, it might sound like, you know, I'm going to do one up on you. No, that, that's not what it means. So I'll give you a couple examples that are on that article. Um, it, this is the example. Honey, can you just do those dishes? This, this sentence, honey, can you just do those dishes? The sentence is wide open for misinterpretation that could cause negative reactions. Honey, can you just do those dishes? Up-languaging around that would sound something like, Honey, if you do the dishes, I can get the laundry done so your shirts are ready for work. Do you hear the difference in there, Ruth? Mm. Yes, yeah. It's subtle. It's like but it carries a different, it will carry a different response. And then there's also reframing. So reframing would sound like, here's an example, I have to go to work to pay the bills. That leaves no other option and is very victim-oriented. I have to go to work to pay the bills. A reframe of that would be going to work allows me the freedom that comes with having money. Again, a subtle reframe. Going to work allows me the freedom that comes with having money. You know, there's there's an almost an empowerment in there. You you feel your own empowerment as opposed to the other being victim. So, really working with your languaging, really important. So would you would you uh be able to say what the distinction is on you between up languaging or, or reframing or and if not say it again. what I've heard what I've heard in it. Say it again. Uh, could sorry, you say what the distinction Yeah, I think I'm breaking up a bit today. can you yeah. say what a distinction would be between up languaging and reframing? Reframing is like putting a different spin on it. I have to go to work to pay the bills. Let's spin it, reframe it. Going to work allows me the freedom that comes with having the money. It's spinning it. It's mm. it's it's the same idea, but you're spinning it. You know, in this case, you're spinning it back to again the word that comes is the empowered you. Whereas in up languaging, you're choosing different words to uh, 
how do I say this? You're using different words to avoid, if you will, getting a reaction from the other person. Mm. You're using different words. You're up-languaging so the other person doesn't react. I don't know if I said that very well. Perhaps you can come in, Ruth, around up-languaging in a reframe. Do you have a distinction there that... Well, I'm not sure this is right. I just know the difference that I heard between the two. And and Mm -hmm. what I heard between the two is that in up-languaging, you're actually choosing different words. You're using words, I don't know, with a higher vibration, if you you like, higher vibrational words. You're very conscious about it. Right, right. Whereas I'm probably changing the come from as well behind the words. Whereas with reframing, um, it's like you you might even use the same or very similar words, but you're shifting the, what they what those words mean to you. That's that's kind of the difference that I heard. You're changing the meaning in the words, yeah. so they're not yeah, having the same power. Yeah, just know that you're really breaking. Me. Yeah, you're really breaking up. It's hard for me to hear you, Ruth. I don't know if that's true for the listeners. So I'll just come in okay. with another example that's on. The in the article, it's like try saying I won't. So I won't. There's a heaviness to that. Now try saying I prefer not. I prefer not to. There's a lightness to it. Mm. So when we become conscious of our use of language and how it feels as we say it, in the moment we will consciously use different language. It takes a little bit to start practicing it. So I won't, heavy, as opposed to mm. I prefer not to. You know, the teenager says, Mom, will you take me, you know, take me to, I don't know, Starbucks after school. I won't, as opposed to I really prefer not to right now. Oh, okay. There's a, it's, there's a, there's a different, actually, that's more than just a, a a subtle difference there. So up language means to step up the quality of words used so that there's a better, more accurate interpretation on the listeners or readers' part, allowing your words to be more well-received. I think that's the key word, is more well-received. Mm. So, so yeah, I'm thinking as well also of the interview that's also on lifecoachingmagazine.net in the author behind, Authors Behind the Scenes section, in Authors Behind the Scenes radio. There's an interview. Uh, you were interviewed for the Huffington Post speaking about Hi. coaching with, with teenagers. So, okay, so one of the things that I heard you say in that interview was that, was that kids don't care what you feel. They care that you know what you feel. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not sure if you can hear me because of the, because of it breaking up. Um, so I was just wondering uh, if you could. It seems that there's something about congruency as well that's important about making our words congruent with with our feelings, what we're feeling in the moment, and how important that is in relationships. That you know sometimes the difficulty comes from us being not congruent, that the words don't match what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. So I'm not 100% there with you, Ruth. Mm-hmm. So what? Yeah. So in terms of the article, what what piece are you referring to? Well, when you were talking about up languaging, for example. Yes. And you were and you gave the example of try saying I won't, and there's a heaviness right. to it as opposed to I prefer not. Right. And if you actually look at the if if you actually look at making the language congruent with what you're actually feeling in the moment and being more being more congruent about matching the words with the feelings, there's going it's going to be more um it's going to be more impactful because because um because you're being more real, more congruent, more genuine or authentic in the relationship. Mhm. Well, I'm a little caught uh, with what you're saying there, Ruth. And and what I mean by that is in in some cases you 
you don't want to say what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Right, because um, like if you're feeling angry, feeling pissed off at the person or whatever, in some cases you don't want to be truth depending on the situation in the moment. So this is, you know, now we go to up-languaging again, where you might come in and say something like, wow, I can, you know, I feel something really stirring up in me. That is very different than saying, I'm I'm starting to get pissed. Do you hear that, Ruth? Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. Right, right. So there's, so you, so there's, you, so there's room, yes. Mm-hmm. So there's room I'm wide. sorry about the. I'm sorry about the break. There's a break. It's breaking up a bit, and there's a time lag. So I'm so sorry about that, folks. Um, so yes. So I think that was that was what I was. The, the point I was making is that you can um, you can use up languaging to find a better way to express what you're really feeling. So you, we can still be up language. We can still. Sorry, we can still express what we're feeling, but without saying I'm pissed, we can find a better way. There's a better way to say it. Right. Right. On that note, Ruth, let's move to the tenet, the conscious journey tenet. And if maybe just say a few words about what is a tenet and and how these conscious journey tenets came about. Okay. One of my favorite stories. (laughs) So uh, a couple of years ago, Anya was actually asked to write... um, she was actually asked to write a chapter in a book. Uh, the book was called uh, The View, and it was, uh, what, what did he say, 22 pioneers of the new spirituality, including Neil Donald Walsh and Irvin Laszlo. And all of these authors came together, including Anya, to write a, a chapter in the book. And Anya's chapter is called In the Light of a New Day, and it came in the form of prose or poetic verses and in the light of a new day is a series of 44 tenets which are poetic verses that guide us in life they bring wisdom through poetic verse so Anya has 44 tenets for living a conscious journey on lifecoachingmagazine.net in the section in the light of a new day right and this is this is this is Conscious Journey Tenet number four of 44. So, and we'll chat a little bit about that after, Ruth, unless a caller jumps in and we'll, you know, we'll just move right into the coaching. In the light of a new day, in the light of a new day, in the crystal clear light, life emerges from within. If you are open to it, you can feel it. Let it move you in ways that your mind would keep you from. In every moment of every day, in every way, allow your compassionate heart to lead the way from within with light and love. Drop the labels that shape your light and shine bright in the new ways that you are discovering. Pay attention to these as you journey through life, will make you more aware of what is not you. Self-reflection is the greatest teacher and guide for which path to go down. It does not mean live from the past, just reflect for coincidences and synchronistic events that are not, that say it again, synchronous events that are not coincidences but signposts showing you the way to the higher purpose which we all have. There's a lot in there, Ruth. There's mm-hmm. a lot in there. Right. The the part that sticks out to me right now is self reflection is the greatest teacher and guide for which path to go down. And so tying that back in to a tip around how to negotiate difficult relationships is take the time after the event or incident, you know, has quieted down and you're away from it, absolutely take the time to go back and reflect and ask how you 
could have been different in the interaction. Get your energy off the other person. Don't focus on the other person in that question. Ask how you could have been different in the in in that situation. It could have been maybe the way you came into it or you approached it or you in, stayed engaged in it. How could you be different? So, Ruth, are we going to jump to a promo? I think, Ruth, you may have just been bumped or I've been bumped. Okay, it's Ruth that's been bumped. Okay, she'll be dialing back in a minute, folks. So let's go back into that is the reflection point the conscious journey, was, which is how I refer to parts of my work, the conscious journey is really, it's the journey of self-discovery where we go back and we just, we don't stay engaged in it. We just reflect a little. It's like driving along. Of course you're driving forward. You're driving along. You're looking at what's in front of you, what's ahead of you, and you're present in the moment, but you glance in that rearview mirror every now and then to see what's behind you and where you've been. You don't drag it with you. Want to know what, Ruth? What about this? Let's roll into a quantum moment right now. So basically, folks, I'm just going to give you a mini version of the quantum journey. So we'll probably spend about three minutes or so to some beautiful piano music. And in that space, I'll just close my eyes, and you keep yours open if you're driving, and I will drop in and just allow myself to be used to bring forth some words as I kind of tap into the collective consciousness as to what's going on in the world right now, you know, what's really up and let the words come through, and and we see what's there. So, Ruth, whenever you're ready. Do you remember... You, the little one, the one full of joy, play, and laughter. Do you remember? Your body does, your cells do. And often, our hearts long for that play, for that joy, and on some level for that innocence. And sometimes, if we just take a few minutes, and in this case, just three minutes to be reminded And to create the space to allow our bodies to remind you of the pure joy that you are, no matter what else is going on around you, within you. You are love. You are light. Allow yourself to dance with me right now. Like the music that's playing, our cells are exchanging energy. Our cells are exchanging light. The more connected you are to that knowing, the more we can dance together. And since we are connected in oneness, 
oneself will recognize another and become brighter and brighter and brighter. And allow your attention to go to your breath. Are you breathing? And allow your attention on the breath to be the simple answer. Ah. Ooh, here I am, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Anya. And just to let people know that music was Dream Culture by Kevin McLeod, and his website is incompetech.com. Mm. Beautiful, Anya. I love those quantum journeys. They just really—I just drop into such a different space at, at the end, which, of course, is is the purpose of them. They're beautiful. Right, right. We forget, Ruth. We forget so easy. We forget to connect. Mm. Connect. You know, as we were as we were saying with Mabel. Connecting back to that place that where she is expanded and greater than than that little you know area that she was focused on when she called in, um, just expanding her vision and moving her just moving her back a little bit from it so that she could see it different, and then hearing that shift, that shift in her perspective. Now she can go out and be different, and it's always. The, the slightest shift of that angle of light, so to speak, like you were putting light on the subject in your a photography, you can just, you know, shift that angle of light, and all of a sudden the whole face looks different, and the shadows are, you know, not as prominent. It's the same thing. Shifting the perspective mm-hmm. shifts the reality. And so in the light of the new day, the Conscious Journey Tenet that I read, and just even now in that quantum moment, Ruth, just speaking to the, the light that we are, the light that's when, within every cell in our body. Ruth, will you just take a few minutes and tie it back to show number one and then bring it forward a little bit to show number two and show number three? Sure. So, um, so with what um, you just mentioned, let me just pull up this page about the tenant that you've mm-hmm. just read about in the light yeah. of a new day. It's, it, it, it's, it's cumulative, Ruth. That's right. That's right. The energy is, is cumulative. Um, and you can see that in, in reading the tenets that each one leads on from another. And I, I love the way that you speak about the, in the crystal clear light, light emerged from within. And that goes right back to show number one, where we actually spoke about an article called uh, Is DNA Internet, where the author had actually reviewed different scientific reports, but specifically the work of Dr. Uh, is it Fritz Al- Albert or Fritz Alfred Pop, who discovered that we do emit, we emit light from the, our DNA in light from our molecules, so we are always communicating with each other through light. And then, too, we talked then about how what that means then, what that means then for relating and relating to one one another multidimensionally. We spoke a little bit about levels of intentionality and how we mm. communicate on we can drop in on different levels. I think we I think we all just did that in that quantum moment. <laughs> I think I dropped it down about six levels from from right. the the busy from the busy brain figure out why we've got technical glitches on today's uh, show to actually just drop against that ah the, at the end it's it's so beautiful to actually witness ourselves dropping down through that levels level mm. sorry so in show number two 
we spoke about the different levels and the and the ability to communicate through those different levels and weaving that back into show number one that it all happens through light. And then, of course, that brings us then into, ne- into last week's show, which where we spoke about empathy and what empathy is. And perhaps um, we spoke about the two different levels of empathy where it's possible to have um, a cognitive empathy, which is where you think or imagine what another person might be feeling. Right, and right. And affect affective, spelt with an A, an affective empathy where we're actually feeling what another person can feel. And so again, this speaks to the different levels of of relating that we mentioned in show number two. And of course, last week we, we spoke then about how that expresses itself through empathy and what that means. And that brings us right up to today's show where we're talking about negotiating and navigating through difficult relationships. And of course, that all ties in. As you said about the, the self-reflection that you, you mentioned from the tenet, uh, yeah. tenet number four, that it's through that self-reflection that we can look back and see who were we being in that, you know, what what level are we relating to? Where, where are we coming Absolutely. from in that relationship? And what we're contributing to, you know, the scenario. And 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 the the reason it's so important to tie it into light and to love. I mean, that, that quantum moment was three minutes, Ruth. That's it, three minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, we've all heard the expression "lighten up, lighten mm-hmm. up," and in three minutes you can just lighten up. You know, focus on your breath, get your attention off the other person, bring it back to you because you are your own greatest resource. Absolutely, absolutely. In one of the articles in uh, in show number one, we, we spoke about that, about how through the power of our intention, we can increase the amount of light that we're emitting. And it's too easy to forget that when we get caught up in the mm-hmm. stuff that happens in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yes. So intentioning, for example, saying something like, it is my intention to be the highest of who I am, the highest of who I can be in this moment for this gathering. Something lights up. It's like the dimmer switch on your light. You just turned it a little bit, and and you electrify. You become, you know, you, you just become lighter. And we can all do that, especially in the difficult relationships. Think of the dimmer switches down so that who you're interacting with, their light is dim. Raise your light. Raise your, become lighter. And let things, you know, like an Aikido, the martial arts, step to the side and let it go by. As things are being, you know, shot at you, so to speak, step to the side, let it go by. Take the higher road. Lighten up. Let the person say whatever they say. Don't grab onto it. Step to the side. Let it go by. Yeah, it's been a really, really helpful one for me in my life, Ruth. Mm. So uh, yeah, this but, uh, segment uh, really... Go ahead, Ruth. Well, I was going to say, you've actually come up with such, so many points today. Um, and I've m- written most of them down. Do you want me to give a quick recap on, on just those those uh, points that you mentioned? Absolutely. That's the great, best, Ruth. The and then we'll, maybe we'll move into um, life tip number two. Because we're really in the segment now where we're talking about coaching and parenting and teaching and giving out those practical tip tools and techniques. And they they can absolutely be applied at home and at work and enhance all relationships to include, you know, the difficult ones. So, yes, Ruth, what did you capture as the tips thus far? Yes, so, well, so far you and uh, to recognize, and that's, I think, important, is the recognition in the moment, if you're in that situation with this difficult person, to recognize that you are being asked to be different. So that would be tip number one. Number two, don't engage at the level that you are engaged. Don't get pulled in at that level. So mm. that's fantastic. Number three, use your breath. Use your breath to bring yourself back to you. Number four, then be mindful of your language use languaging, up-languaging to shift the energy in the situation, then point number five, that creates the space for something to be different in the moment. And then 
point number six, as you were actually, were actually coaching Mabel on today's call, you brought in another point, which is to, to create a point of reference in your body where you can always bring yourself back to a relaxed yes. state when you're in a difficult yes. relationship or in a difficult situation and you can respond from there. And then what mm. you've just said now, right now, you know, uh, step to the side, step to the side and let it go by. Uh, wonderful right. to all. Fantastic, uh, fantastic tips for negotiating through life, indeed, and uh, difficult relationships in particular. So thank you, Anya. These have been brilliant today. Right. Yes. And so, Ruth, maybe we come in with um, uh, life tip number two, I think it is, because those are up on um, lifecoachingmagazine.net, and I, it's also um, a recording where you can actually see me live. I'm on YouTube and giving them. So uh, really, really helpful. And then we'll talk a little bit about it. Yeah, Ruth? Yeah, and people can find these life tips, again, in the Everyday Life Coaching section on lifecoachingmagazine.net. Hi, everyone. It's Anya from lifecoachingmagazine.net with life tip number two. The mystery of life is what keeps us moving towards our heart's desire every time we say, I wonder. I'll say it again. The mystery of life is what keeps us moving toward our heart's desire every time we say, I wonder. It's a habit of mine to move through the world saying, I wonder, because I know based on my own experience and I have it wired up that when I say I wonder, a universe opens up to me that brings in the answers to the question in the form of wondering. Especially when I'm coaching, you might hear me say to someone, I wonder what that feels like for you. And all of a sudden, my empathic self, self starts to feel maybe a twinge in my stomach. And it will be so interesting because the person will say, ah, it makes me feel a little queasy in my stomach, and I start to chuckle. Point being, saying I wonder connects you to and opens up a world that will bring you answers to the curiosity of I wonder. Stay curious. That's all for now. Bye. Mm -hmm. It's such an invitation invitation there, Ruth, that actually tied into the quantum moment, um, you know, going back into that, that childlike wonder, that curiosity, you know, think about it. It's really what keeps us moving. I wonder this. I wonder that. It, you move into it. You look it up. You ask a friend. I'm curious about it changes our relationship. For, and again, back to difficult relationships. I wonder how we can be different in this. Just mm. that statement alone, out of curiosity, sincerity, and wonderment, say to the person, I wonder how we can be different in this. You know, so I, it all ties in together. How are you hearing it, Ruth? I, it's, it's beautiful. Again, it just makes me smile because I love the, the little giggle at the end because it's you. you are heard you in, in so many of your intuitive coaching now calls and here on this show when you're actually coaching with people I'm often astounded how you come up with such beautiful and precise questions in the moment you know you really do have a, a phenomenal skill of questioning I mean all coaches do to a degree but I think that's one of your particular forte's and this is where it comes from it comes from this this beautiful child sense of wonder and, and curiosity and it's it's there's, a, there's an authenticity to it as well as a there's a genuineness and a sincerity to the wonderment as, as you said that puts people at ease and so it naturally eases the uh, the relationship mm -hmm. yeah mm. yeah and it all really tied in there Ruth so I'm just going to take a minute and move a little bit into next week's show because it, it, it all fits together for me, Ruth, in this. Next week's show is all about listeners. It's all about 
something that really excites me, which is the multi-dimensional you. Let's think about that for a moment. How do you how do you, how do you receive those words? The multi-dimensional you. Resource greater aspects of you. Resource greater aspects of you, the multi-dimensional you, which is what I'm doing when I do the work that I do. I'm connect more expanded, connecting deeper, connecting with multi-dimensional aspects of me, which is what allows the, the work that I do to happen and for people to have the shifts that they do. So we're going to talk about that in next week's show. So it's been an awesome time together, folks. I appreciate that you are here, that you are listening, and I encourage you to apply and and ponder some of the tips, tools, and techniques. It really, truly can shift the quality of your life, just applying one or two or three or all of these things and keep them in your journal. So thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you next time live coaching, quantum alchemy coaching next week. Don't hesitate. Share the word. Help us become contagious. Thank you for listening. And Ruth, thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Now you can also read Anya's unconventional poetry, prose and musings at clearlight.substack.com. Thank you for listening to the Quantum Alchemy Radio Show. Join us again as hosts, guests, and callers create a new, different, and timely show. We invite you to be the shift that wants to happen in the world.